Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 10. All power is given unto our Lord. On him we place reliance. With truth from out his sacred word, we bid our foes defiance. With him we shall prevail, whatever may assail. He is our shield and tower. Almighty is his power. His kingdom is forever. Hymn number 10.
The scriptural this morning will be given by Karen from California. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Thou lettest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely, I will remember thy wonders of old. Who is so great a God as our God? Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And 
is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 402. How gentle God's commands, how kind his precepts are. Come, cast your burdens on the Lord and trust his constant care. Hymn number 402. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion, which is a training session, really, in practical Christian science. We talk about this lesson and other topics that need to be covered, and we learn how to better practice this tremendous, incredible science 
that Mary Baker Eddy has discovered for us. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And that is why many of our Sunday school students attend by telephone. They don't live in the area, and yet they attend very well and very nicely. That means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, your child can also attend our Sunday school. Just call us, we'll give you the number, and we would be very glad to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and of lives benefited and literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. Our mission, if you will, is carried out to a large extent through our websites. We have many websites, uh, most of which are in languages other than English. And they all contain the very finest Christian science literature, articles, books, and in many cases um, in foreign languages so that people around the world can find these gems, the truth of Christian science, in their own language. Many people have found our church as a result of these websites, and for that we are very grateful. And everything that we offer on all of our websites is free. You can download, listen, print without cost. Our objective here is to get the healing truth of Christian science as broadly as possible around the world. One of the articles I'd like to point out that is featured on our English website is an article entitled The Consciousness That Heals by the Reverend G.A. Kratzer. Excellent article, good explanation as to what Christian science is all about. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. Page 608, Valvular Heart Disease Healed. Fourteen years ago, my heart awoke to gratitude to God and the dear leader at the same time. After a patient and persistent effort of three months' duration to procure a copy of Science and Health, during which time I had visited every bookstore and many of the second-hand stores in the city of St. Paul, and had failed to find it, I at last remembered that the stranger who told me I might be healed had mentioned a name, and McVicker's Theater building in Chicago 
as being in some way connected with the work. I sent there for information regarding a book called Science and Health, and the return mail brought me the book Science and Health, and in it I at once found sure promise of deliverance from valvular heart disease with all the accompaniments such as extreme nervousness, weakness, dyspepsia, and insomnia. I had suffered from these all my life, finding no permanent relief even in medical remedies, and no hope of cure at any time. Only those who have been healed in such bondage and have been liberated by the same means can know the eager joy of the first perusal of that wonderful book. Half a day's reading convinced me that I had found the way to holiness and health. I read on thinking only of the spiritual enlightenment, content to wait until I should be led to some person who would heal me. But old things had passed away, and all things had become new. I was completely healed before I met a scientist or one who knew anything about Christian science, and before I had read a line of any other Christian science literature except one leaf of a tract. So it is absolutely certain that the healing was entirely impersonal, as was also the teaching, which enabled me to begin demonstrating the power of truth to destroy all forms of error. E. J. W. North Yakima, Washington. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page two of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, God. The golden text is from Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The responsive reading is from Deuteronomy and Exodus. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And in these words which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Ye shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are around you, about you. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, testimonies and his statutes which he hath commanded thee. 
and thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amanda from Missouri will now read. The Bible. Second Corinthians. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Psalm. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. So shall I keep thy law continually, forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Exodus Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses. Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, 
and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech, and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him, and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go. Psalm Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting.
and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Luke And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Galatians Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Romans for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. There is but one I or us, but one divine principle or mind governing all existence. Man and woman, unchanged forever in their individual characters, even as numbers which never blend with each other, though they are governed by one principle. Lord. In the Hebrew, this term is sometimes employed as a title which has the inferior sense of master or ruler. Its higher signification is supreme ruler. Man is tributary to God, spirit, and to nothing else. God's being is infinity, freedom, harmony, and boundless bliss. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, 
there is liberty. Like the archpriests of yore, man is free to enter into the holiest, the realm of God. Immortal mind, governing all, must be acknowledged as supreme in the physical realm, so-called, as well as in the spiritual. God has endowed man with inalienable rights, among which are self-government, reason, and conscience. Man is properly self-governed only when he is guided rightly and governed by his maker, divine truth and love. Man's rights are invaded when the divine order is interfered with, and the mental trespasser incurs the divine penalty due this crime. The Eastern empires and nations owe their false government to the misconceptions of deity there prevalent. Tyranny, intolerance, and bloodshed, wherever found, arise from the belief that the infinite is formed after the pattern of mortal personality, passion, and impulse. Pagan worship began with muscularity, but the law of Sinai lifted thought into the Song of David. Moses advanced a nation to the worship of God in spirit instead of matter and illustrated the grand human capacities of being bestowed by immortal mind. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, Slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. What is this supposed power? which opposes itself to God. Whence cometh it? What is it that binds man with iron shackles to sin, sickness, and death? Whatever enslaves man is opposed to the divine government. Truth makes man free. The history of our country like all history, illustrates the might of mind and shows human power to be proportionate to its embodiment of right thinking. A few immortal sentences, breathing the omnipotence of divine justice, have been potent to break despotic fetters and abolish the whipping post and slave market. 
But oppression neither went down in blood, nor did the breath of freedom come from the cannon's mouth. Love is the liberator. The despotic tendencies inherent in mortal mind and always germinating in new forms of tyranny must be rooted out through the action of the divine mind. Men and women of all climes and races are still in bondage to material sense, ignorant how to obtain their freedom. The voice of God in behalf of the African slave was still echoing in our land when the voice of the herald of this new crusade sounded the keynote of universal freedom, asking a fuller acknowledgement of the rights of man as a son of God, demanding that the fetters of sin, sickness, and death be stricken from the human mind, and that its freedom be won, not through human warfare, not with bayonet and blood, but through Christ's divine science. God has built a higher platform of human rights, and he has built it on diviner claims. These claims are not made through code or creed, but in demonstration of on earth peace, good will toward men. Human codes, scholastic theology, material medicine and hygiene, fetter faith and spiritual understanding. Divine science rends asunder these fetters, and man's birthright of soul allegiance to his maker asserts itself. The law of the divine mind must end human bondage, or mortals will continue unaware of man's inalienable rights and in subjection to hopeless slavery, because some public teachers permit an ignorance of divine power, an ignorance that is the foundation of continued bondage and of human suffering. Discerning the rights of man, we cannot fail to foresee the doom of all oppression. Slavery is not the legitimate state of man. God made man free. Paul said, I was free born. All men should be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Love and truth make free, but evil and error lead into captivity. Christian science raises the standard of liberty and cries, Follow me, 
escape from the bondage of sickness, sin, and death. Jesus marked out the way. Citizens of the world, accept the glorious liberty of the children of God and be free. This is your divine right. The illusion of material sense, not divine law, has bound you, entangled your free limbs, crippled your capacities, enfeebled your body, and defaced the tablet of your being. Mortals will, someday, assert their freedom in the name of Almighty God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. The first commandment is my favorite text. It demonstrates Christian science. It inculcates the triunity of God, spirit, mind. It signifies that man shall have no other spirit or mind but God, eternal good, and that all men shall have one mind. The divine principle of the first commandment bases the science of being, by which man demonstrates health, holiness, and life eternal. One infinite God, good, unifies men and nations, constitutes the brotherhood of man, ends wars, fulfills the scripture, love thy neighbor as thyself, annihilates pagan and Christian idolatry, whatever is wrong in social, civil, criminal, political, and religious codes, equalizes the sexes, annuls the curse on man, and leaves nothing that can sin, suffer, be punished, or destroyed. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 253. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain, and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts, illumined by faith, and breathed in raptured song, with love perfumed. Hymn number 253.
All right, now let's now sing hymn number 266. <laughs> Our God is love, and all his sons his image bear, we know. The heart with love to God inspired, with love to man will glow. Hymn number 266. <laughs> Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, 
that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Amen. Amen.